Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. You know, how are we going to connect our faith to our work today? Right here on I Work For Him. Today we're going to talk about planning for retirement. Here's some questions for you. Is Medicaid going to provide enough health care coverage for you when you get older? Maybe or maybe not. What about, you know, the thought that, well, I'll just live off of whatever Social Security provides for me. Will that be enough? Maybe, maybe not. How do you find out the answers to these questions? How do you make sure that you're planning so that you're, you're, you're planning not to fail while you're here on Earth, but your earthly perspective isn't so solidified that you forget that you're actually planning for eternity? And, and how do you build all of that into a plan that doesn't drive you nuts, and that just gives you peace of mind. We've got two experts in the studio today, Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. You can find these guys online at belairwealthmanagement.com. And today as we talk, we're going to just dig deep into planning for retirement. And I'm going to give away a book later on today specifically for ladies, The Smart Woman's Guide to Planning for Retirement. It's going to be a a push to get on the phones today. So make sure you have your phone number ready. 877-943-WORD. 877-943-WORD. Luke and Dave, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank hey, you, Jim. Jimbo, thanks for having us. You know, what I think is great, you guys have done solo, gone solo, I think, the last couple of months in a row. And, and we don't need you. I understand. Uh, actually, no, we it's do. kind of the way we I do. feel. We do. You know, we actually we do a good job. We actually but, love. But we, we love you. We yeah. love your perspective. No doubt. You doubt. No doubt. <laughs> you love my perspective. Nobody's ever said that before. It's very good. We love it. All right. So, we're you know, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. And, you know, there's a lot of people traveling today. Listen to us on, you know, I-75 going north, I-75 going south, I-4 going east. Sorry. (laughs) Some people are smart. They're just sitting at home wherever they're listening to us today. But there's a lot of people traveling. And people are picking this up on on iHeartRadio across the country. So there's a lot of people going, okay, it's Thanksgiving time. I'm going to spend a lot of time with my family. And, And it's... One of those conversations, planning for retirement, a lot of kids don't really want to know what their parents have planned, and a lot of parents don't really want to share with their kids, but this is something that needs to be talked about. Mm -hmm. Before we get into that conversation, though, really quickly, Dave, as you head into Thanksgiving, you got fourteen hundred grandchildren, eighty-eight children. You got children yeah, and grandkids. It's all like putting water on it's gremlins. Like, it's, it's, it's like it's, well, it's, it's, it's those. Pop, pop, what were those things in Star Trek? What were those things in Star Trek? The that they kept 
Trouble with Tribbles. Tribbles. That's what it was. Okay. Dave. Who's a Trekkie? I, I am a Trekkie. Okay. That's Dave, the noise. What are you most. Pop. Are you done now, Luke? Yes. <laughs> Dave, what are you most thankful for this year? Well, obviously, the, everything pales besides beyond the grace of Jesus Christ and salvation. But but that set aside, not not to minimize that, because obviously more thankful for that than anything. And then and then my wife comes in a what's that close second, maybe a far second, as much as that could be on this earth. Of my wife of forty six years and, and the rest of my family, the grandkids, seven grandkids now. Very thankful for that and their health. Um, my health. I'm just so thankful every morning. Amen. I'm I'm, uh, I'm not as young as some of you guys, and but I can get out there and, and enjoy God's creation, and I love it. So we've, we've got to get back on the racquetball court I'm ready. in the month of December. We so have ready. got okay, to say I that am. every time. No, but it's real now. It's real. Another fast-moving conversation with Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management as we tackle how do you plan for retirement? And, and honestly, as if you're younger than me, you know I'm 50, and if you're looking at retirement, and maybe you're in your 40s or your 30s or your 20s, Mm, can Social Security really be part of your retirement plan? Is Medicaid still going to exist when you're 65 or 75? Can you really work as long as you want to? All those questions and more we're going to answer today. But you know, as you're listening to us across the country today, we want to just thank you for being listeners to iWorkFrame. We want to thank you for the support these three and a half years. And we do want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. As we got Luke and Dave in here, there are two guys in the world right here who have supported Martha and I on I Work For Him from the very beginning, mm. and it's Luke and Dave. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm thankful for you guys. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your friendships for a very, very long time. Thank you very much for supporting Martha and I in this ministry. You are welcome, Jimbo. All right. So, Luke, we promised... Luke. An earth-shattering <laughs> Thanksgiving. What are you most thankful for? I said, people, wait till Dana hears that. Now, Dana is Luke's so bride boring. of over 15 years. Yeah, 16. Six, that's why I said yeah. over 15. Yeah. 16 just is just old. a kid. Yeah, just 16. a kid. You've been married 46 years, which I, Pam, you must have married her when she was 10. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sort, of. <laughs> sort of. All right, Luke, thanks. What, what are you thankful for as you head into Thanksgiving tomorrow? Well, first and foremost, I am very thankful for my family. You've mentioned my wife, Dana, and uh, obviously I have a, a freshman in high school, Riley, and then my son's third grade. He is, uh, he is, uh, you know, so I'm uh, not, not His just name my, is Giovanni. Giovanni, just, yeah, thank okay. you. Not my, you know, I started going to my, the, my immediate family, you know, my mom, my dad, I still have a grandmother, you know, it's that's a great cool. grandmother, right? It's just, uh, and that, that's how I see it. I see it. My family, man, I, I really am. I believe I'm blessed. Um, my health, just like, you know, Dave had mentioned, you know, there's, um, yeah, I am a little younger, but I still look at myself as health wise, man. There's just so much sickness and disease and just stuff around us. I and mean, it's not just health, um, you know, with my, uh, physical health, but it's, you know, mental health. It's oh, spiritual health. Get into and, that. Yeah. Oh, all right, what all right. mental health? Yeah. yeah right. So, <laughs> so mean. <laughs> this is my opportunity. You had yours. Yours was really Be nice, lame. Dave. Okay. I know. Did you not take your distemper medicine today? I'm just up the question. His wasn't very good. No. <laughs> 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 no what, what about opportunities? I mean, um, you know, I, I always everything's relative to me. Anytime one of my kids tells me that you know something's tough, I was like, you know, what, you're hungry. Can I can I share with you what hungry is? Would you let me let me pull up a video 
of what really hungry is. You know, he didn't want to eat. My son didn't want to eat his potatoes that I made, and they had potatoes and salt and pepper and uh, butter and some sour cream already and cutting wedges, just ready to go. Really, really good. He didn't want to eat it. I said, "You're eating it." <laughs> so he ended up eating it. But the point was, man, you have no idea. I mean, what type of opportunity you have to have warm, warm hot food. That is really good when there's kids diving in dumpsters right now, you know. So I, I, uh, I, I everything's relative to me. I, I appreciate all my opportunities. I love this country. We're gonna make it huge. <laughs> um, so you know, th- those are that. That's and, kind you know, of, and that is something to be yeah. thankful for. When every, every time I see another cabinet pick or an advisor position, I'm like. Yes, going in the right direction. People yeah. who are not—it's not a lot of a bunch of political hacks. It's right. People, people that are experts in their field. Anyway, we're, we're, so he's, I'm just thankful. Right. There's me a wide variety of people, and you know what? He's got some Democrats in the field too. I mean, I think it's, he's got people that called him. Hey, listen, yeah, he's know. reaching out. He gets it. It's not about him. Anyway, well, we just can't a get relatively political. smooth transition. We got to be thankful for that. Most countries right. don't have that. so far. It's fantastic. All right, we're talking today about planning for retirement and you know there's a lot of things there's a let, let's deal with some of the what you wanted to deal with um what is it, the myths you know, yeah and, and i think we ought to hit some of those myths and, and we got just a, a, a little bit of time left in this first in the second segment but what are some of the myths luke and dave the people are, are out there going but but, but but what about this what about what about this mm-hmm. come on well, what are they? Okay. Oh, I, I uh, thought Medicaid. I, 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 you got to live. Well, they're, they're thinking, okay, what about Medicaid? Medicaid will take care of my health insurance. Well, well, how about, okay, yeah, right. Let's, you know, and, and right. So Medicare, the basic Medicare that you get covered is going to be for your doctor's visits and some basic hospitalization costs, which isn't for a very long extended period of time. So you have some gaps to cover is what they call it. Um, but it doesn't cover any long-term, long-term care needs. It's not going to cover any nursing home stays. It's not going to cover oh, your you, assisted we're to, living we're supposed to ask the questions right now the myths don't don't, don't start oh, debunking the I myths. Just, sorry. that's part of the tease for people to stay listening to the show got it all right so what are other, some of the other myths that social security will be enough that that social security oh, yeah. will oh, take care of me one. that's one yeah. or, or that it will be around by time some of the younger people get i'm glad you're going to be able to enjoy all the I money will, that luke I'm and i have paid much in. i can work as long as i have to yeah that's a big one and, but Listen, I don't. I don't have enough, but I, I can work. I love working. I'm gonna work. I'll work till the day I'm I die. I'm gonna work till I'm 85. You got it. We'll talk about that. What are some of the lies that you believe? Do you think your health insurance is be taken care of by your company? Do you think your pension that you're earning will still be there when you get? Because there's still a few people out there earning pensions. Do you think? Well, do you think your what you're saving in your yearly IRA is gonna be enough? What about, I mean, how do you plan for all this stuff, Luke and Dave? Dave, as you look, you're, you're a little closer to retirement than Luke or I, although I know you plan on working as long as you can. But what are some of the lies that people told you 40 years ago that you're seeing today were just out-and-out, bold-faced lies? Let me, let me talk first about the probably the biggest one back, back when I was uh, beginning my career, the pension, the whole pension thing, the, the defined benefit. As, as it was in those days, as opposed to today. Um, what sounded like a big pension back then, if you had a pension of a couple thousand, that sounded like good money. Of course, nowadays, a couple thousand a month is not going to carry you through your needs, usually. No, it's poverty level. Yeah, right. So so just the amount, the, the effect inflation has on your assets is, is, uh, is underappreciated, both from a planning standpoint and and a hard dollar standpoint. So 
what sounds like a lot of money today, maybe a million dollars, by the time somebody that's 30 retires, that million is not going to be a lot of money. Yeah, it used to be, yeah. I mean, it used to be a million dollars was a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. A and, million there was, was a big number. Right, and today, at current investments, even a million dollars, probably not going to get you on a yearly basis what you need to have saved up. You're going to have to. Not if you're looking at it and trying to get some yield today. And, yeah. And that's yield not, hard. You know, yeah. I, I, I hate to say that because I don't want to discourage people that don't have that million set aside and are getting close to retirement. It's never too late. And we'll get into yeah, that, yeah. too. It's never too late to start planning. And, and you know, the first step, the first step is taking an inventory of where you stand today. That's for everybody. Um, whether you reti- whether you plan on retiring next year or thirty years from now, I think the first step has to be: what do I have today, and what am I going to? What's that number I'm going to need by the time I retire? So, how do you even do that inventory? I mean, I'm just sitting there at my kitchen table, and I got my bank statements, I got my credit card statements, and I got my house statement, and I got my tax statements. I got. I, I, how do you even take an inventory, even know where to begin? Because I've been told all along that the government's going to take care of me when I get old. You have been listening to the wrong party in this election. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Bernie, Bernie may have promised now, him. Let's, but not, he, let's he back off from being can't. political. No, I understand. The government can't do it. We're $20 trillion dollars in and debt. And the government shouldn't do it. That's not, that's not the job of government. So, so we all got to watch out for ourselves. But you ask a, a fair question of how do you do that inventory? For, for one thing, I have a very nice form. I will email you, Jim, that form. That uh, that basically lays it out, asks you all the right questions. Okay, this is how much I have in in my four hundred one k or my IRA, and this is this is what I have today. That's a good starting is that, point. Is that a form you'd email anybody or just certainly me? anybody can get that form for free? Um, and whether you deal with us or not, it's a good place to to start. Um, your planning going forward. I mean, it's it's really a necessity for everybody to do anyway. Well, we got to have a starting point. So this form sounds like a starting point. Does it have a neat name on it or anything? I can, Dave's I form. Can, Dave's I can, form. I can make a neat name. Retirement Dave's form. Dave's retirement retirement form. by Dave. Uh, All right, you, you can email me, Jim at, Jim at IWorkForHim.com. Jim at IWork, the number four, Him.com. I'll get you that form that Dave's talking about. And you can even email me today. I might not answer you after Thanksgiving weekend, but email me and I'll get you Dave's retirement form, retirement by Dave, uh, Jim at IWorkForHim.com, Jim at IWorkForHim.com, or Luke, you could give it to people. I don't mind. I, I actually, I, pro, I like meeting with people, you know. You know. Well, face-to-face, it's powerful. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and is it just Luke at BelairWealthManagement.com? It's actually L. Andrews. L. Andrews at BelairWealthManagement.com. That's a hard, that's, that's a hard you know, you got to get that extra E, B-E-L-L-E-A-I-R. Then the rest is easy. Yeah, that's a tricky email. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're working on that. Yeah, <laughs> do that. Working it's on that. It's kind of I'm, I'm even confused with what you just said. Okay. All right. So we're talking about just how to even get started with all of this thing. All right. So, Luke, going back to some of the other myths, did you have some other myths that you had listed for uh, for what kinds of things people are, are yeah. lying to themselves about? Well, there's, there's you know, there's always been like this magical set 
numbers that if I, you know, this rule of thumb type number, I, you know, when I'm 65, I can retire. We talked about it. If you have a million dollars, you know, that should be enough with your other investments. Um, if I only withdraw 4% annually, um, if I budget as a, as a percentage of my pre-retirement expenses, um, you know, so that that's kind of, you know, balancing your portfolio with the using the age of one or le- using the number of 100 and subtracting your age. That should be your equity to bond. How many just got lost? It's a magic number. Magic it's numbers. The magic numbers. If you want to hear Luke and find about magic numbers, you can get a hold of Luke. <laughs> well, that's the myth. That's the myth. That's the myth. The myths are all these especially, numbers. And especially, especially, after, especially right now, because we've just had 35 years of, of uh, interest rates going down, which means bonds really, really were, were a right. substantial mm-hmm. part of a portfolio. Going forward, that may not be the case. So, so that's really so. A, that's why that that's a myth. Yeah, and that's yeah, where I was yeah. getting at. These I, I, these are all myths. Oh, here's what I heard: numbers. totally lost. The like audience. Um, the we have a very well educated audience. Well, they I get understand. They taking one hundred in the studio with you. I'm confused. And Ace is going. I got it. Okay, Ace right. got as it. As long as hey, Ace listen, gets it, I'm Ace good. gets everything. All right. All right, so these are myths. So these people that come into your office and they meet with you at Bel Air Wealth Management, and, and like, where, where can you find them, Luke? At BelairWealthManagement.com. All right, so when they come to sit down with you and they bring all these myths in front of you, they are like, yeah, but what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? How does that impact how you guys serve your clients when they bring all those lies with them? Yeah. Well, yeah, educating, right? Yeah. I mean, it's really appealing. Uh, you know, you don't get to the center of anything by just going into it. You got to peel layers back. So, you know, it, typically when we meet with someone, we have them bring in their tax returns, their, their, any, any type of their credit statements, their liabilities, their mortgages, their insurances. Or they could just bring in that form they filled out that they got from Jim. Yeah, which which is, bring, which, retirement which by has, day form. Yeah, retirement by day that form. Information but listen, we're, we're talking to people that maybe haven't even started planning. So if it feels overwhelming to try to fill out a worksheet, that's where I'm saying bring it all in. Bring bring me your stack, your Shoebox. six inch stack of whatever. Bring it into the office, and that's what we we go through it and we'll fill out the form for you. You know what we found is there's there's only a small percentage of people in America that actually can can do these sort of things where they can plan effectively on their own without having someone to say, hey, we got to do this. Hey, you got to do that. Let's move this together. Let's get rid of that. Let's take advantage of rates today. Let's consolidate. People just don't, they're not, they got a lot of things going on. So bring in your shoebox, bring in your bag, bring in your folder, whatever you have, bring in your spreadsheet if you already got it. And we'll help fill out this form to find out where you're at today and how we get you where to get you to retirement. And I think that is probably that overwhelming spot. And right. just getting started, yeah. it's like, ooh, yeah. how do I get started? Well, if you two, Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management, will take your pile of stuff mm-hmm. and organize it so you can understand it. All right. So, but but here's the deal. Let's let's. I, I've heard this commercial in there that you know what is retirement? It's thirty years mm-hmm. of unemployment. All right. There you go. Now, when I was a kid, it was. Two and a half months of unemployment. <laughs> Oftentimes, because, that's because the case, people yes. people would retire and they yep. die right away. Well, yep. now people are living. I mean, I mean, I've got buddies that work inside assisted living communities, and there are tons of people over a hundred. Yeah, tons. Yeah, I, yep. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be one of them. I can't imagine what the world would be like if I was a hundred. 
<laughs> Please. That's 50 Could years from now. Better, wow. better than if there were 100 views. Yes, wow. that's right. All right, so there are... That was mean. Well, but you've heard that, that there's 30 years of unemployment. Yeah. And I think that's something that needs to sit in. Now, it, it, you That's not a myth. No, that's no, not a myth. That, no, that's not a myth. So let's, it, let's know, get let's that just, out there. You know, because you said, well... Some one of the myths is well, I can just work as long as I want to, mm-hmm. or as long as I need to. Yeah. Why is that a myth, Luke? Well, fi- did you know that fifty percent of all early retirements are due to illness or a disability? So, so working past retirement because you want versus because you have to should be your ultimate goal. It shouldn't be because I have to work because I didn't do enough of the little things up front. If you do little things over a long period of time has such a huge impact. And I, one of the, one of the charts that I brought in today is the advantage of starting early. It's a really cool chart. You're going to be disappointed if you're in your forties and fifties and you're starting versus maybe having children or grandchildren that are, that are in their thirties and they can start or twenties even, and they can start. It's, it's unbelievable about the amount of compounding the small, but going back to this, right. You, you're not guaranteed you're going to be healthy enough to work. I just had a friend of ours just tell me that their grandma just stopped working at 82 and a half Mm. and she's had to work. Mm, wow. Yeah. I don't want to have to work at 82. Right. I want to work. That's wa- the difference. Exactly. If I, I want to work. Well, but, but you're right. I or, mean, how many people you know? I mean, Dave, you've got, you're in a Sunday school class full of people that are almost all of them are older than you. I mean, how many of them are experiencing perfect health? Uh, hey, listen. Le- less, less than 20%. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you, for example, I won't mention names or any, you know, thing like that, but, you know, I have someone close that, you know, working no problem, had a, had a good career, all of a sudden has a g- degenerative eye condition, legally blind. He, he didn't plan on that. Been on disability for a long, long time now. And that can happen. But that can happen overnight. Almost, yeah, overnight it's, at any age. So so you got to be prepared even if you're 55 absolutely. Or, or whatever. Yeah. So. <sighs> kind of a Debbie Downer kind of a show today. <laughs> well, Let's go back to Thanksgiving. Eye opening, you know? <laughs> well, and that's why, you know, the good news is we don't. Well, first of all, the good news is that there's good news. Uh, and that Jesus, uh, that that this life centered around Christ can help you get through a taxing time like this. But it, he does expect us to be good stewards with our money. And it, today is the day that is the best day for you to get started in planning for your retirement. Not tomorrow. Right. Exactly. The biggest obstacle for, for retirement is procrastination. Mm. We don't want to get started. We got to start yesterday, not not tomorrow. I think a lot of people might even say, well, I don't have much to get started with. I'll wait until I'm making a little bit more. I'll wait till things are a little bit better or I'll kind of like having a kid. Could you imagine if you said, I'm just going to wait till the timing's better? Yeah, right. You know, right. you, well, you, you wouldn't have any kids. Children. Well, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's the point. Because you, you know? got to the point where you're like, it's pretty good around here without those kids running around. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you got to just start. You can't say, I don't have enough today. You can't say, I'll get started after the new year. It's not a new year's resolution. It's a today resolution. Or a today revolution. That's right. All right, Luke and Dave. I we got a lot of people tuning in. They didn't get to hear it right now. We got uh, people jumping in the cars, heading over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house. They go for Thanksgiving tomorrow. They didn't get to hear what you were most thankful for. But I want to ask this question. There's a uh, a guy I follow on the line on uh, online, Bob Tedi, who asks great questions, and he put out a contest. 
What are the, the greatest question you can ask at Thanksgiving time? What's one question you want to ask at Thanksgiving time to to, to generate great conversation, Luke? I uh, well, thanks, Jim. The I don't look at it as as questions anymore. I tell you, tell you why. As I've matured in my faith, you know, but when I was a new believer and I would get around my family, oh man, the only thing I talk about is I can't believe you're not, you won't come to church. What are you talking about? And I can't even, I couldn't even believe someone wouldn't come to church. They wouldn't want to hear about the gospel message. You know, they didn't want to hear about Jesus. Oh, that's made up. Uh, I've I've gone from family f- gatherings from uh, preaching to reaching, right? Uh, just reaching for common ground, reaching for for opportunities. They already know where I stand, you know. So there's not necessarily one question. I've just gotten to the point where I'm no longer preaching to my family. I'm praying, and then I'm reaching to my family. So hopefully that that helps someone, especially if you're a new believer and you're on fire and you're going to see with your family. I promise you, not everyone in your family is going to appreciate where you're coming from. So instead of being this uh, new evangelist, preacher, hardcore, go in soft, reach to them, find out common ground. What's new? What have you been up to? You know, that's a good opportunity. Then you can share Christ. Um, You know, so hopefully that helps someone today. That was a good word. Preaching. Nope, not preaching. Reaching. Reaching. Yes. Dave, what about you? What, what's one question you'd like to ask in order to generate great conversation tomorrow over the Thanksgiving table? Well, I think, you know, we'll probably do the traditional, what are you thankful for? But then after that, what I would like to ask the kids and the grandkids is, okay, so obviously we've been blessed beyond our, our wildest dreams. We, we have been so richly blessed. We're going to make America great again. Uh, so, so what, what now that you've been blessed so much by God and, and family and country, what are you going to do for others to, what are you going to do for others now? What have you done for others in the past three weeks? What are you going to do for others with all your blessings? That's the question I'd like to have them answer and, and, uh, think about and do. I like that. What are you going to do for somebody else? What are you going to do for somebody else? Intentionality. How are you going to be the light? Yeah. How are you going to be the light? All right, so today with you guys, we're talking about planning for retirement. And, and as we've said already, it, this is something to get stressed out about. It, it's Well, it, it is. There's a lot of people stressing out about it. It's not something you have to get stressed out about. It's something you can be proactive about. But as Dave, you said, one of the biggest barriers to retirement planning is the famous word that's like six syllables. Like procrastination. Five syllables. Okay, only five syllables. This is something you guys are really good at. And, and as we said, you know, people have piles of papers. They have no idea how to organize them. They may mm-hmm. have a small pension that they contributed to 30 years ago, and they, they got Social Security to consider if they're close to retirement. They've got their house equity. Hopefully it's paid for as they get close to retirement. They get their bank accounts. They get their 401k accounts. They got their IRA accounts. How do I know what fits? All right. Well, this this is where you come and you you meet with Dave and I. Um, you know, One of the things that we I alluded to on the last segment is, is just getting started, okay? Getting started. I, let me. Can I, do I have a second to run through this chart? It's your. It's, your, it's, it's, it's all about my you. opportunity. So th- this chart shows the advantage of starting early, although you don't see it. Um, you know, past performance doesn't eat, doesn't guarantee future results. So um, you know, this does using uh, uses compounded annually at seven percent. But if you started investing in saving. For five years, $5,500 per year. At the end of five years, you'd have $31,629. Okay, not, not a big, you know, not a great hoorah. A little bit of growth there. If you're able to do that same investment of 5500 for 15 years, you've got a nest egg of $138,210. If you bump that to 25 years, 
now you've got $347,870. If you're able to save and invest $5,500 a year for 35 years, you've got a nest egg of $760,303. So you see the difference. This The, the opportunity, the opportunity uh, of increase in interest over a longer period of time is huge. So starting early, no matter if it's a small amount, 5500 a year, you might be able to figure out some ways. And if you can't, I just helped the lady save almost $10,000 a year just by restructuring debt. So if you don't think you have that kind of money, there may be some opportunities as we do sit down and go through this analysis. There might be areas that I can help you negotiate better deals, consolidate, restructure debt, and get you on track to where you can start saving some of this type of money. It's out there. We blow money left and right. People don't even know it. Well, and I think that's part of the key is it, it, in planning for retirement. Sometimes you have to make some tough choices. You right. don't. You don't. You know. You don't. There's a lot of people that will just buy whatever they want to have without considering the fact that that's going to rob from their future. Right. Yep. And, and be able to put a cap on that. I was just going to say Luke brought it up, but but the power of compounding. The earlier started, the the greater the greater the results are going to be. It uh, you know it reminds me of the old story of the king who who uh, granted uh, uh, one of his one of his uh, one of his people a wish and the and the man says well just there was a checkerboard on the table just give me one grain on the first square and double that for every square on the table and by the time he got done it was it would weigh the the whole country down with with grain it was just uh, overwhelming what that adds to mm. just by compounding. It is uh, it is staggering when you look at compounding. I mean, you look at the national debt and how it's compounded. I mean, and, and it really when we were I remember this under Reagan, our national debt was somewhere around. It wasn't even a trillion dollars yet. No, no, I'm sure it wasn't. You know, and that's 35 years ago. Now it's 20 trillion. People don't even understand what a trillion is. People have a hard time understanding what a billion is. We have a hard time understanding what a million is. And there's a lot of millions and billions. There's a lot of billions and trillions. And it compounded really fast. And it's just for wasteful spending. And we can do that same thing on a small scale in our own lives. Just wasteful spending. All right. So let's answer this question for me. The Bible says retirement. Oh, yeah, it doesn't say retirement in the Bible. Retirement is not a biblical concept, except for Levitical priests. So anybody out there listening that is a Levitical priest, this conversation doesn't apply to you. So, Luke, I know we've had this argument before. Retirement's not biblical. Why but it's not people- anti-biblical. Just because it's not mentioned doesn't mean it's not right. Oh, Dave. There's a lot of... There's, there's, there's a the throwdown right here. Well, in case it's just... Uh, you he's know. All, he even got red in the face. Look, he's, he's like, don't just... I'm not going to just let, take it sitting it's, down this time. Well, it's, oh, it, no, it's, yeah. uh, retirement's relative, right? Whoa. You know, it's relative to really who you are. If you're called to be the light, your retirement is just your next phase. Your retirement takes you from working for someone else to going and working full-time for Christ. You talk about the Leviticus priesters when they were, you know, they had a, a manual labor type of position, right? And then all of a sudden... The, yeah, the, they were butchers. The Bible tells them... Right, exactly. So the Bible tells them, no, you shouldn't be doing that. Now you should just be almost like a supervisor. You're the, you know, you're the kind of the steward of these younger ones. So we don't ever retire. We just change direction. You know, you don't have a nine to five or someone telling you, you know, you're going to miss Thanksgiving with your family. You're not going to be able to do Christmas Eve at the church because I need you to come into the office. You have opportunities at that point. So retirement is really, it, 
It's not a biblical word. Neither is flying, or neither is driving a car, because retirement is a. But you know, in the in the the culture, American dream retirement is sit back, relax, play golf, play some golf. Well, or or I think most most people's idea of retirement is the job that they were going to for the last ten, twenty, thirty, forty years is no longer. They no longer have to go to that job. They're retiring from that job. They're not retiring from life. They're not retiring, hopefully, from God's work. They're not retiring from family. They're retiring from their job. I think that's what most people have in mind for when well, they say retirement. And the whole point behind that is, of course, I retire for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. exactly. We, uh, hey, Dave plugged that. I know. He plugged he did. that last and, show. You know, and I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I, after we plugged that the last time we were all together, I went out and bought the domain, and I mentioned it one more time on the air. And about five weeks ago, we got a letter in the mail. No return address with a post-it note inside that was not signed that said, you need to run with this I retire for him idea. It wasn't for me, Jim. It wasn't for No, I recognize your handwriting. It wasn't me anyway. It wasn't me either. Yeah. But, Could have been Martha. So that, really, you know, Martha, she loves encouraging. Yeah. No, <laughs> it was not for Martha She either. wrote it with her left hand. Uh, but but so people are really, they're wanting to know. So I really agree. what we're talking about doing is preparing for phase two. Phase two, Whatever yeah. that phase may be. And you've got to fund it. How do you get there? Right. So you've let's to, make retirement great again. Ret- oh, my gosh. Well, what about Matthew 25, 14 through 30? What's it that's, say, that's the, Well, you know, I'm not, it's, a, it's a lot of verses. Oh, I didn't did? memorize it. But, that you know, it talks about the, the talents. You know, what are you doing with your talents? The master leaves out of town. He has three servants or three workers. And he gives them, he gives them each some talents, and he wants them to invest them. And the one that didn't do anything with the investment, he was reprimanded. He basically severely, said, yeah. severely. The other guys were praised, and, hey, we're going to give you more because you did so much with what you had. So God does, and that's how you prepare for this phase two. You can't be prepared for phase two if phase one didn't go well for you because you, you, you lacked a plan. And that's Matthew 25, 14 through 30 talks about using these talents and whether it's talents, money, that's, that's basically what it was. They invested this money expecting a return. In order that your phase two, you know, if we're, if we're trying to parallel this, so your phase two can be an effective light for Christ. So in eliminating the uncertainty on retirement, because that's really what it is. As we talked today with Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management, how do you plan for retirement? There's a lot of people that are, and you're going, wait a minute, Jim, I'm 30. I don't want to hear about retirement. Really? Really? Mm -hmm. If you're 30, this is the thing you should be talking about. One of the the things that somebody said to me when I was 20 that I, oh, I wish I had listened to. Hey, if you put away 20 grand right now. It will, it will be what you need for retirement if you just put that money away right now. Of course, no, I spent every penny I had from 20 to 35 or 40, and, and I'm like, well, that was just dumb. Yeah. If I could go back to 20, I would start living very conservatively so that today at 50, I'd be going, I've already funded my ministry through 80, so I'm good to go. And, and, defense, and defense of, you know, I, I always want to watch out for people. You know, life sometimes gets in the way. So, you know, it it can be often be an excuse. However, uh, you know, expenses come along and they have to be taken care of first and stuff. So let's not. But the point being, pardon, let's not. You started saying let's not. And then you went on to another. Well, I I didn't want to, uh, you know, I don't want want to discourage people who really tried their their whole life. But just for, for one reason or another, we're not able to get started. But now's not too late. 
Well, I agree. It's not too late. And if in one thing, maybe you don't have a lot of money saved because you had a lot of kids. That's good because your kids can provide for you. Make sure they all have really good jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, now, that's a retirement plan. We that's didn't right. even have get lots into. of children. That's right. Lot, well, Luke, it's still there's still time for you. No, we're done. no we're done. Dana, we're, Dana, we're done. We're done. She <laughs> agrees. All right. So it's not too late to get started today for anybody. If you exactly. fail to plan, then you, you plan, plan to, to fail. fail. Right. All right, That's so, very so it's simple. it's not too late. It's not too late. But the biggest thing is to get started with you guys is get that retirement plan for the retirement sheet from Dave. Dave's retirement yes. sheet. Just email me, Jim at IWorkForHim.com. Jim at IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And we'll get you that form. And then you can sit down with these guys. They can help you organize this and start a plan. Even if it's just saving hundreds of dollars a month or a hundred bucks, whatever you've got the opportunity to do. But ladies and gentlemen, we have to make tough choices if we want to be prepared for phase two, you can't have your cake now and eat it later. You can't do both. So, and, and those are some tough choices. And those are biblical principles, aren't they, guys? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we've got to see, we got to prepare. We got to know the, know the shape of our flocks and be prepared for later. Right, Dave, any other wisdom? You got 10 no, seconds. No, no, just let's make retirement great again. We're on a roll. <laughs> he's he's going to coin that phrase. I like it. I Make like retirement it. Great, great again. again. I like it. Hey, I do. You know, it's one of those things where biblically, no, retirement's not biblical in the sense of the United States word. There's going to be a day where your job will shift from a paid job to a volunteer job or to a highly uncompensated position. And... But we got to, how are you preparing for phase two? How are you preparing for that ministry phase that's outside of your workplace after you've been doing ministry in your workplace? It's all a matter of perspective. You know, I, I want to hear, let's give some happy ending stories here. Dave, you've been doing this for a very long time. Give us a, an example of a happy ending story for someone who was ready to retire when they wanted to. There's so many, there's so many stories. I, I, you know, I like to look at my parents, my parents worked hard their whole life. I should say my father did. My my mother was a stay-at-home mom, but they put five of us through a private Christian school on a, and most of his career was was as a barber. And barbers don't make a lot of money if you weren't aware. At least they didn't back when it was 25 cents a haircut, right? Wow. So, Shaving so, a haircut. Yeah, Two right, bits. right, right. But, but they watched their dollars. Um, they made some, some, some hard decisions, some good decisions, and they did what they wanted to. But but then when it came time, uh, sold their real estate. My mother lived to be 97, but she moved into an ALF, a Christian retirement home, and her life was good in retirement. I think it was as good as, as uh, any time during her life. Um, they didn't have a lot of money, but they had enough to buy groceries and, and take care of themselves. It, it was that was a fine, you know, for them, That's that was a success. Well, and most people think, well, but when I retire, I want to travel and I want to go see this, see the world. But the, the reality of it is sometime between 70 and, well, 65 and 80, you're not going to want to travel anymore because you'll be tired of traveling yeah. or you won't or be able to travel. Be able to travel. Right. And exactly. so we all have dreams for retirement. Here, here's one clue. Just enjoy your life right now. Just don't blow all your money. I mean, there's some ways to really ex- experience life today. Don't work at all. Don't work all the time now thinking you're going to save it up for retirement. Enjoy some of your life now. Take a vacation. But just pay for it in cash. You know, I mean, just it, there's some amazing things you can do. Luca Davis, we, you know, there's a lot of people, be, you know, because of the hype of the media, and we've got to ignore the media, although don't ignore I work for him because apparently I'm part of the media. 
But you're the, a media person. I, yeah, I, I, nobody ever, that never had occurred to me until I went to a conference and they said, oh, you're part of the media. I'm like, whoa, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, people were on the sidelines going, I don't want to invest. I don't want to, I don't want to sell my house. I don't want to buy a house. I want to wait to see what happens to the election. The election is behind us. People I know are putting money into the markets again. They're, they're back investing again. That was not necessarily a smart move because maybe you waited too long because the markets have done nothing go, but go up for the last several weeks. Who is a perfect client for you guys? Now that the election's passed, people can think about, well, okay, maybe I'll consider moving everything to Luke and Dave so they can manage it and help me plan for my retirement. Who's a perfect client for you guys, Luke? Well, I'll tell you, right? I mean, yeah, someone that's had cash. I've got several clients that, that have just had cash. Like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't. Well, that that's why. I mean, you, you hire us. Right now, it may not be a, a, a great idea. To I go, think it's a great idea. To buy something long. Maybe something, look at where you can do some trades in and out of different positions on some on some stocks of some large caps, some really big companies that have that have took, you know, not not every sector, every asset class has been taking off. There is There are a few classes that actually are, are a little bit undervalued right Right now, you know some of the so your mega cap companies. Uh, and these aren't don't these aren't stock names, recommendations. All right, past performance right. are but, not guaranteed future results. But there's some keep, good buying keep opportunities. Mind, keep in mind if our if our next president does what he said he was going to do, cuts corporate taxes to twenty percent or fifteen percent by the current thirty five percent. Just the bottom line of that, bringing that money down to the profits of corporations, that's a tremendous flow of cash. Earnings per share, right? And, and you don't have to shrink the government to do that. That's the other good thing, making the government smaller. And he really has said, hey, we, let's let's become energy independent. We're close. You see that it's, big uh, well, shale discovery? another trillion Huge. gallons. Huge. Oh, okay. And there's, 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 there are, there is oil everywhere. Our country oozes oil. We just got to get it out of the ground and put a pipeline in. <laughs> wow. I am so optimistic about, it's about awesome. our, everybody is. Let's get that oil. I want 50 cent a gallon oil once more. That's what I'm looking for. All right. Luke and Dave, it was a good conversation. Planning for retirement. I, I just, I appreciate you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. You too, Jim. You too, Jim. Thank you, sir. We love you, and we appreciate you. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time with your family tomorrow. Make sure you make them the priority for the day. Put your phone aside. Shut it off. Nobody needs to be on the phone tomorrow. Just enjoy your kids, your grandkids, your mom, your dad, whoever you got nearby, your neighbors, your friends, whoever they are. Enjoy this time. It is a day set aside for us to be thankful from, from sea to shining sea. And it's what we put in place to remind us of how grateful we are to God for the country we live in, for the salvation that we have through Jesus, and for just for life. Take time to be thankful tomorrow. Make it your priority. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. And I work for him. For him.